All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. weekend to remind everyone a little bit reminding the fans though i think we were coming around yeah we got there more so reminding the analysts and uh finally reminding everyone else outside of 100 thieves outside the analysts the haters who the heck we are (laughs) nice stomp of c900 thieves yeah. Yet again, back to back weeks of crushing Z9. Just like old times. Well, Just, one week ago, old times. Yeah, it's, it's becoming familiar. And we are so happy to be here talking about it. Welcome to 100 Talk. I'm Cole. That's Jordan. We're both your fathers, as you know. Mm-hmm. And this is the 100 Thieves fan driven podcast. We're not actually official. Did, no. did people, do you think people. <laughs> I don't know. I think people get confused. And when they bring it up on the analyst, I know. too, I think Ugh. that's part of the reason I, I was making that joke. Cause I was thinking about that. Like they gave us more credit than is due. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I'm not mad about that, but I think it's, that's one of the things that we've always felt is very important is we're an objective look at this whole thing. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're not, no one is, is, uh, evaluating our annual performance based on how favorable our commentary is yeah Yeah, it's a good thing too our commentary is bad so yeah yeah. (laughs) all right our analysis is at least but but it's honest it's at least honest honest. yeah and it's reasonable that's that's what we do um feels very nice to be doing this again so hello to everyone in chat thank you for being with us on an unusual day um, you know, just, uh, had, had stuff going on with the college basketball championship and with us having two full weeks until our next league of legends said, eh, let's bump it back. Let's just so, take our time. Let's just enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Let's just bask one more day in the glow of the fire that we left behind after that match. <laughs> <laughs> Smoldering wreckage. Yeah. The uh, remains of C9 and Summit. <laughs> All right. That's right. So cool. here's his, what we'll uh, do. His MVP trophy will keep him warm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll join Spica in that. Okay, yes. so here's what we'll do tonight. We're uh we're probably not gonna talk much like detail about the progression of each game. We're just gonna, you know, hit the highlights from stuff that we enjoyed. It's ba- it's basically gonna be the show and tell of things we liked from <laughs> this weekend. Um got a few like larger conversations to tackle. Uh, And then I think a a lot of focus on the listener takes as well. So, you know, not too much of a departure for what we usually do, but I don't think we'll go so hard on the uh, individual games. That's right. So here we are on the heels of a three Oh weekend. Jordan predicted a three, one victory for hundred thieves. I predicted a three, two victory for hundred thieves. And I guess that we overestimate. Did we overestimate C9 or underestimate 100T? That's the first question. I mean, my answer will be one degree less of whatever your answer is, perhaps, because I was pretty close <laughs> to calling a 3 0. Um, yeah. I, and, and really quickly, I will say 
there were more analysts picking us. I think on the desk, like on the the little four person analyst desk segment, it was three hundred thieves picks. Or maybe they only did two. I don't. I didn't watch the pregame. So I, I want to say I want to say it was Raz and Jat picked hundred thieves, and Emily picked C nine. There's only one C nine pick, and it's Emily. So it's pr- it's wow. possible that people have started to remember who we are. Uh, and perhaps, especially when it gets to playoff time, we'll talk about that. But um, look, I think I think that this is just a continuation of what we've been talking about with this team, which is it feels like they have flipped the switch and we should expect them to perform at a different level than you know the, the past several weeks. Um, and I think the... You know, the reason I gave C9 one game is because I think they're a good team. And I, you know, I still think that's true. But I think it's also a little bit of underestimating just how much our next gear, uh, how much horsepower is in that next gear for us. Uh, and it would appear that it is, is potentially still more than what we saw. <laughs> so I think it's both. You know, I think it's a, it's a little bit of both. And I think yeah, we've really you- got their number. I think we have their number right now in a big way. Yeah, we're kind of like the dignitas to them, yeah. to their hundred thieves, you know. <laughs> like, right. Yes. Um, I I think for me personally, if you remember, the reason why I ended up picking us was because like I just felt that everybody on the team was starting to play well, and it was it yeah. wasn't like oh like we need this person to pick up the slack. It's like no, everybody's like starting to have really good games. Um, we we like completed Exodia with like FBI coming active in that last <laughs> week, right? So and and I just feel like when our roster, when our five guys play as well as they're capable of playing, I don't I don't think we're beatable. Yeah. You know, so at this point it's just a matter of do we show up in that way? And it's kind of in our hands because our our guys are monsters. Yeah. They're they're monsters. Like there's yeah. nothing else you can there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Uh they yeah. just can stomp like and and so if they show up if they have that consistency we're just not beatable and yeah. i like i know what team team liquid has on their roster mm-hmm. i don't care yeah we're just not beatable when we play at our best well and there's there's actually a very convenient historical reference point for this right which is <laughs> the literal world champion and us stomping them so it might yeah. sound like hyperbole and I think with a lot of teams, you can make those kinds of claims in what feels like a, a, a very um, naive way. This is one of the only teams in the world where you can say that and you can mean it and it is true. And I think you're right. I think that at our best, and this is kind of, this is a big part of the reason we were so excited about this team coming into spring. At our best, there isn't a team in the world that can beat us. You know, are we going to beat them three games out of five? No, you know, obviously not. But we can I was take say, a game. World is an ambitious claim. There's not a team in the world. I'm just talking to NA right now. Well, but we this, can talk but about worlds later. But, this is yeah. my point. We beat the world champion in a best of one, right? And it, if it was a best of three, it would be a different story, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? Admittedly, of, fate was already semi-sealed for them when it happened, you know, mm. so... But they, they had a lot they, to play for. They, yeah, it was like they still, yeah, they're still playing for the one yeah. seed at that point. But so, but my point is, I think you're right. At our best, this is a very good team. 
And you could argue, there is an argument to be made, this is a team that can beat the best team in the world. Because we did. Yeah. So And I so I, I think that that what that means for me is that <clears throat> I think like I overestimated C9. Like that's how I'm tying this back to the question I asked. Yeah. Because like I, I felt like, all right, we're running into form, so we good. Uh, it, it, but I just thought that we would get more out of them. I specifically thought we'd get more out of Summit. Um, do you want to just do you want to hit that topic <laughs> sure, right off sure. the bat? I mean, look, it was talked about on broadcast. If you so the cumulative KDA for Summit against us in the past four games, meaning this last series and then Week Eight when we played them, mm-hmm. he was o eight and two Week Eight. He was o seven o Game One. He was one six and one because he got a kill at the very end of the game, like while the Nexus was coming. As the Nexus exploded, yeah, yeah, in game two, and then he was one two and two in in game three. So he is two twenty three and five against us in his last four games. I I mean I thought he was going to show up a little bit better than that. Look, and granted, I think we intentionally tilted him. Right, Mm -hmm. we camped the mess out of him in that regular season game. Yeah. And then we like we didn't actually do that um, in the following games, but we showed up immediately to gank him a couple times. So it's like, yeah, it's like we 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 reminded him that we can camp you. Yeah, <clears throat> and then we kind of backed off and just like, eh, it doesn't matter. We're just gonna win anyway. So I think that like the the C nine fans would probably say they they would have the uh, the camping argument ready, which is fine. Essentially, he was one of Closer's jungle camps on the top side. Like, Closer didn't pass through <laughs> the top jungle without clear. There's a full clear, right? You get all your camps and summit, and then you go back to the rest. 300 gold, one CS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it shows up as a zero on your CS tracker, but, you know, it's a camp. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was just, you couldn't miss. You couldn't miss. Yeah. And this is playoff Closer. Right. This is playoff closer. We had forgotten. And it's Lee Sin closer too. Like uh Yeah, I don't want to die. I don't want to yeah, go in, go in there closer yet. yet. But, yeah. but it's like the, certainly he was a piece of that, right? Mm-hmm. He was showing up and he like honestly, that must be a nightmare when closer walks into your lane. Yeah. So there's that. Um remember, we did we did all of this with someday on Orn, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so three, we three went games. pressure sponge weak side scale kind of deal with with someday, and it, and I think like I honestly think we just tilted the mess out of them, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think like Summit just is going to be broken against us until he gets some time to to break out. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit of like a Cody Sun double lift dynamic, like even if he's having <laughs> a very good run, maybe this is we're in his head now. Right. And maybe this is it's gonna yeah. take something to get us out of his head because these are these are not his four favorite games in a row that he's played. That's for no. sure. Yes, these are the games that's like, why did I come to NA? Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm like it again, I don't I mean someone can correct me who's actually smart about League of Legends, but it just doesn't feel like after the the early game of game one that we were like camping summit. It was just we were we were just playing and getting kills. And I, I think he ran it down a bit um, because his mental's just not there against us anymore. So it's kind of like we just crossed them off the list. And look, I, I don't want to be too bold, too brash 
here, but it just feels like, all right, if they, if they make it back to play us again in the, in like the final or something, who cares? Like, I don't know. I just like (laughs) at this point, their trajectory has just been bad. And, and I think like we accelerated that dominating their MVP, you know? So I like, they, they just like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Teams wax and wane. It is really hard to be really good for a long time. We talked about that like yep. over and over again. The best teams will still have rough stretches and theirs is coming right now at a bad time for them. Mm-hmm. End of the regular season and going into playoffs. So we were the exact opposite. We got our rough stretch early and then we have gradually eased into the momentum. Now, now that's mostly, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not intentional in the sense that, well, we tried to lose or whatever, right. right? But it's like we were calculated about the way that management went about planning the split yeah. for the players, you know, accommodating the players' requests for a little bit more time and then reining it in to be in shape mm-hmm. at the right time. And that is what we're seeing. And, and C9 is just like the opposite of that. I mean, if, if this is the proof of concept, then they need to, like, coach of the split is in the bag, right? Now, again, I think that's a, a regular season award, so I guess it'll probably go to Max Waldo. You know, like that's oh my god. <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike Max. I'm just no, saying, but, like, oh, but yeah, but what a like what a misrepresentation of who the best coach of the split has actually been yeah. so far, and it's Reaper, and it's not well, close. We we clearly don't play for regular season awards. We don't like like look. I, I mean, just like last year, it's clockwork, right? Closer is the best player in the LCS. Yeah. He just is Not right close. now. Like, what are you going to do about it? Right? Yeah. He, again, just like last year, he is just the best. And he played really well during the split, but he wasn't like on that, you know, so far ahead of everyone level. And, and he just... With with the help of the plan from management and with his hard work, he just hits the switch going into playoffs. Yeah, and I'm good. I'm good with it. All right. Yeah. If we miss out on MVPs because we're stacking titles, I don't care. Yeah, it's like I don't care. It's hard to find an analogy for this, right? But it, I think to your point on the waxing and waning thing, the concern as a fan, as a casual observer, is it's like, hey, look, if you if you have a dial that you can turn and reliably and predictably impact the performance of your team great you know it people the meme is spring split doesn't matter right what's like you know the difference between first and third seed in spring split certainly doesn't have the huge impact that you know not making playoffs in spring split does like the teams who aren't in in playoffs are going to probably be a, a bigger fan of like this doesn't matter uh meme but talk about i mean like having gas in the tank there's here's here's a clear illustration of the value of that if you can turn it up when you know the every game matters even more uh you you know in other words a series a best of series and it works then good job you've solved it right you've cracked the code and you can ask less of your players when it's not as important and more of them when it is and they're they're happier and you know they're in better shape like and, and then you get this outcome right that's the yeah. thing that's important it's it's like the analogy and this may have even been made by jack because i feel like he brought up coach pop but 
I I wouldn't necessarily hone in on Pop as as the the one from uh, NBA, but it's it's just like resting on the end of a of a of a back to back on the road, right? For NBA yeah. players, it's like a lot of the times you'll see the stars take those games off because it's just like, all right, it's a really grueling period for us. Let's not overdo it. We're gonna play for you know some some type of home court advantage, maybe not top seed, but like right. you know in that top four. <clears throat> and just right. be ready to go when the time comes. And that's what we've done in this split. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I, I think that fans, it, it's it's very easy to fall into the kind of the binary evaluation process, right? Did we win or did we lose? And yeah. every win is good and every, win, every loss is bad. And I think what we're learning from this team, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to be careful that this doesn't become copium at any point. But I, <laughs> and because in part, I think I used to be a little bit more this way until this team showed me that you actually, you know, they have now done this twice, right? Like they have hit a different gear in playoffs and I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out how that's happening and why. Um, but it, you know, it could be that this is more intentional than luck, right? Like I think you have to, you have to entertain that possibility that this is not just Reaper really hoping that his team is ready for playoffs and actually making decisions that to the fans might look like, I'm not sure how good this team is anymore. And then we get yeah. the playoffs. I'm like, oh, we're still good. Okay, great. I, I like that. That's that'll work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, we're, maybe we're just getting conditioned for this. <laughs> now yeah. we just, okay. So two splits in a row, this is what we're going to see. And Hey, we're not going to win them all, but like, yeah, if this is what we can expect to be like in tip top form when the time comes, Great. Yo, I don't care. Yeah. Run the six man roster for all I care. As <laughs> right. If this is the end result, you know, yeah, have us all so. asking and worrying about six man roster. Well, you know, meanwhile, yeah. you're focused on the first series of playoffs and how we're going to dismantle our opponent. Oh, yeah. You're playing chess. Oh, well, we are doing a, a whole lot of, um, congratulating ourselves before we've actually gone past, you know, round two of the playoffs, but True. it just like, it's just the mind space that we're in now. We're like, yeah, we don't have to sweat the little stuff anymore because the man management has put us in a position where we don't have to sweat those things anymore. So now we can focus on the stuff that top teams are supposed to be focusing on. I mean, we're, we can be that perennial in the mix team. It is. It's kind of weird because right now we're two series away from another title. Right. So, I mean, it feels early to be, celebrating but i think also to a certain degree it feels like we have demonstrated that we belong we still we yeah. still belong in the title conversation you know without a yeah. doubt and we're um, going to houston and we're going to houston right and so i think the lowest possible finish now is third which you know not what we want obviously um but hard to say that your your entire split has been a failure if you are in the top third uh, mm-hmm. i guess maybe we can talk about that at some point but um yeah. Yeah, we will. I've got that link yeah. coming up later. <laughs> I guess it doesn't, it doesn't to me feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves to say, Hey, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you think good job just means a title and nothing less. Right. Which, which we'll see. Yeah. It's kind of looking like, and that's why I titled the podcast. It's kind of looking like we're the favorites now. Yeah. Um, and that's just fine. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that later though. Yeah. Let's go. Let's kind of return back to some observations from, um, the series and what it means before we have those more, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we're going to be all over the place tonight, admittedly, but, yep. um, we hit on closer 
I wanted to bring up a point that was made on the uh, on the JLXP pod um, because Closer got to play picks that he very much enjoys this weekend. Right, yeah, yes. he played Lee Sin twice. And oh wait, no, all three games were Lee Sin, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he's Lee Sin three times, and JLXP they were they were saying Jat was I think it was Jat was like. You might see that and be like, oh, well, why aren't they banning Lee Sin? Obviously, ban Lee Sin out. And, yeah. they, and both of them were like, that is not what you want to do. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, you just get to the point where you realize if it's not Lee Sin, it's Diana. If it's not yeah. Diana, it's Viego and so forth, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you can't just keep him away from playing something where he will totally take over the game. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he is, that's why he's the best player in LCS right now. You, you cannot ban them out. Right. Um, they have nerfed. We've, so we are benefiting from fortunate nerf timing on this patch, I feel like. Yes. For, for who we are. For instance, Hecarim's just been basically removed. Hecarim's right? Out. Hecarim was like probably the single most problematic champion yeah. for us you through the whole split. Yeah. And he's just gone. Right? He's just, he, all right, cool. He's nerfed. He's, he's done. We uh, didn't have to ban him at all. And he was a perma ban for us. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like, yeah. All right, don't need to worry about that. Did, am I remembering right? Because we're not patch note guys, but am I remembering right that they um, nerfed Zeri also? Like it was like a small nerf to Zeri. I can't remember for sure. Either if this, it's patch this patch or last patch. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Chat, let us know. Chat, let us know. So it's like, yeah, Berserker, go ahead and play three games of Zeri. Yeah, it's and fine still with us. Almost carry single handedly. You know. Yeah. But, once or twice. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Chat saying but, very but it's, small it, man, by the way. Uh, Tr- Trindamir did get nerfed, um, which, you know, w- would potentially hurt someday, except for the fact that he also can play weak side like a beast. You know what I mean? So we we're getting, we had like a, a, a not so great meta for us earlier on in the split. And now with the patches, we're actually coming into a pretty favorable situation on top of us playing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So closer in particular, I think benefits from that. And then he just remembers who he is and, and is just taking over everything. I mean, look, I'm trying to think. I feel like, I feel like Blabber was fairly irrelevant in this series. Like, I think he had one or two good Diana plays in game two. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But yeah. I, feel, I don't know. I didn't, I, like, a lot of times when we played Blabber in the past, it's like, oh, God freaking blabber again and again and again and yeah. there's that the famous thing about closer right it was like blabber so effing good you know yeah, yeah. like now yeah. blabber saying that about closer it's switched for sure it's switched yeah 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 um he so, even got blabber even got first blood in the second game so if he was going to snowball oh was that on abadaga mm-hmm. or who he who he in the second game, I think. was it who he oh, yeah okay. i believe so i think it was the Level five Nautilus mid mm. he'd roamed up. Got you. Um, so, so it's like it's like you, you know the all split long. We were like closer's playing well. He's fine. He is not. He's not a player that we're looking at for. Man, you know what's like we're not playing as well as we typically do. I wonder what's going on there. It it, it was not closer that we were looking at. Right. <clears throat> Still, he elevated himself beyond where he was playing. Um, we've talked about someday all split, how, how good he's, he's done. Uh-huh. I want to, I want to just highlight this because we have been on the someday fanboy train 
hard the last yeah you know ever since the lcs made our poll famous um you know <laughs> and but but i, I want to call special attention to the fact that we are now fully back onto the closer mvp train right and it, and i don't think it's not because, mvp no, well or at least not serious it's like for me, MVP. he is the best player in lcs right now Okay. The MVP is a regular season award. I I'll just clarify. want to draw that distinction. Yeah. I so series MVP, like he was our best player in the series. Yeah, yeah. Without question. Sure. And and I think that's it's not because someday is is playing worse than he has been. Like he was he still had an outstanding series. He he played his role to near perfection. So still just as good as he's been. But this is truly closer hitting that next level. And I feel like it's the same thing that we saw in playoff and in, in summer twenty twenty one playoffs, right? It's it's the closer show, and so I I don't this is not uh, like a reversal or a flip flop or uh, change my mind. It's just like oh this is this is closer's highlight reel, and we're just here to enjoy it. Basically, is what this series felt like. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly what the the liquid series felt like. And and honestly, the C nine series last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the Zven kick? Yes, dude. Never. Forget <laughs> I will never that. forget it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we have him in place. Like I said, someday it's it's almost it's it's like if they nerfed a couple carry top options, maybe that nerfs the player like Summit. Mm-hmm. It certainly doesn't nerf someday because of how well he can play weak side. Right. Yeah. He can he can play those supportive more supportive champs. He can play the the Orn. Um, he played the Malphite. Like he's, if you nerf everybody else out and you don't go down at all, then that's a buff for you, right? Like that's yeah. a relative buff to you. And so some days enjoying that. Um, FBI, right? He was, like I said, he was like kind of the final missing piece when we weren't hitting on all of our cylinders. Mm. And now look at the dude go, right? Yeah. Did you see his Lucian game? I think he worked out some anger issues while he was playing Lucian in that game. 12, one and six game three for him. Um, his, his Aphelios and Zaya games. So he played Zaya game one and Aphelios in game two. And honestly, like they, they, they read quiet on the stat sheet, but I felt like he, he played very solid during those games. Yeah. Um, sure. And again, into Zeri, into Berserker Zeri, mm-hmm. right. And into, uh renata as support like it it was it's not like an easy task and he came out very solidly and and fbi was right there with him mm-hmm. those dudes seem to be uh, i would i would say honestly they're almost all the way back i still think there's extra yeah headroom for them where they can go higher i think they can go harder FBI has had a few monster games in the last handful of games. Yeah. So it's like, I, this is no disrespect yeah, yeah, to him yeah, because yeah. he's playing great now, but I have seen those dudes and I think he can be even better. And I think who he can be even better. Um, so it's like, there's potentially room for improvement in bot lane that is already doing very well at the moment. Yep. Well, and I think the, the Lucian Nami game was filthy like that. That to me felt like <laughs> these two dudes, um, at their peak, you know, and, and it's not to say like, that's the best game I've ever seen them play by any means, but it, it was that kind of a game where it's like, is these... that the bot lane we played against EDG? Uh, I don't think we, so. I, it was Nami something. It was Nami something. I thought it was Lucian. Oh, maybe I, I can't remember. Um, 
but yeah, I agree with you. I think the the you know clearly that was a game where he was he was unleashed. Full. Yeah. Okay. So going back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games for him. Mm-hmm. His last seven, starting with the farthest back and then moving to recent. Okay. Uh, five, two, and six, Jinx in a win. Four, one, and thirteen, Zary in a win. Twelve, zero, oh, and eleven win on Aphelios. Mm. That was against C9, by the way. Um, in the loss to Dignitas, two, five, and six on the Zaya. Game one of this series, one, one, and six on Zaya. Four, two, seven, Aphelios, twelve, one, and six, Lucian. Like, okay, <laughs> it's looking good. Yeah. You know, it it was yeah. not it was not looking that solid for a lot of the the split. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. When it just very felt happy different. to see that, you know, it just, yeah. It, yeah. And it, that's, I think, okay. That's exactly where I was going. It's like yeah. on top of that, mm-hmm. it just feels more that they're back. Yep. They just seem to have the like aggression back. And, they yeah. seem to have the, you know, this is actually my lane. <laughs> you know? I don't know if you knew this is my lane. Um, there's, there's one play. It was the, uh, we just finished, finished the Baron take and he, he dashes the wall, flashes the Victor Ray, and just insta gibbs fudge. Like it was his whole health bar was red before he died. You know? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. I love that animation. Uh, it's a it, really satisfying animation. It was very satisfying. Right. Good job, Riot. And um and like that's that's the aggression that we all know. Like he knew exactly what was gonna happen in that. He knew that he had, you know, lethal basically uh with one with one, uh, one combo so that's the kind of fbi that i love to see right he's like oh i got more i'm gonna take it and and he did yeah and that's it so so okay check that box right yep and that leaves abadaga right yeah look, look at abadaga has to be the biggest turnaround of any of our players right because yeah. like when fbi and who he weren't doing super well it wasn't like for the most part, it wasn't disastrous, right? Abadaga had some like disastrous gaming. <laughs> right? It was disastrous like, game. It, I was not sure what was going on with that dude for a while. Yeah. Yes. Uh, his, was it against Dignitas, the quirky game where it was just oh. like, yeah, was... what are we witnessing? Dude is his victor is, is basically like an automatic win. Yeah. It's, it's so clean. It's so clean. It's, has has he lo- okay? Let me pull this up here. You you go. You say something. I'm gonna pull up if that's if he's lost on Victor. The damage output is absurd. I th- I cannot count the number of fights where look. It's a shame for the other teams that so many of the very important plays in a game of League of Legends happen in a choke point because well, and maybe it's 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 partially <laughs> that we are you know we're we're red side a lot. So, you know, we're first the yeah. Baron, right? If we're first the Baron and he's on Victor, it's a, it's a free take because you have the gravity field, you've got the, the whatever the storm is, you know, it's like there's probably a good 10 seconds of area denial from him. The laser's out and there's- And he knows how to use it. He knows how to use it. And there was one point where they, they just, they were like, we got to wade through it, guys. And they come out of this choke point and they're all at like one third HP. I'm like, <laughs> good luck with this team fight you know um yeah and he does that time and time again he he plays those super well um and that's not the the only thing he does well right like team fights 
picks, etc., are all happening on this Victor. It's really good. It's really good. And the in game one where he gets first blood, they talked about this a lot on the call, but he was he was off to the races. Yeah. Um, by the way, yeah, confirmed this split undefeated on the Victor. Wow. Um, I'll read you his stat lines from from this season. Uh, let's see what week would this have been? One, two, yeah, second week two versus EG seven one and ten Victor in a W. Uh, much later. So this is this is probably week six. Golden Guardians two two and ten in a dub. That was the game that we I think we should not have won that we did against Golden Guardians. Um, now and, and and that's actually important to note because remember that game. Remember how thoroughly they destroyed us in that game, and we just got objective bounties and yep. put our pieces together. In that stomp by Golden Guardians, he was two two and ten. <laughs> yeah. He only died twice right. through the course of that. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, two games later, against Immortals, seven one and three on the Victor, four one and four game one, seven one and five game two. This guy's Victor. You may have to ban it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention. You have to. You may have to play it, or you may have to ban it. The the uh, and Fudge did play it game three. Um, the not to mention the cleanup double kill he got in game two that saved oh us. Oh my gosh! Yeah. He just, we just got completely rolled in the team fight. And he rolls through, and it's a quick double. All right. Well, I guess they're at, you know, three fifths. I power. think if I'm remembering right, I think he got a double and also basically got the third kill. Well, I think. I think he had basically a kill that someone else cleaned and then he got a double. Got it, got it. So it was really like a triple. Yeah. <laughs> if we're, you know, if we're getting, if yeah. we're getting picky about it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he, so the point is again, return to form, you know, and, and we know he has an Ari also. Mm-hmm. We know he has a twisted fate also. And he reminded us that he has an Azir too. And this Azir kill wise oh. wasn't super impactful, right? Nope. They they focused on him so much, and he got caught out once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too, uh, which was a little surprising because of the mobility of Azir. But I think like both times he got caught out, it was just earning us stuff elsewhere. Yeah, so it's kind of like all right, it's still <laughs> it's still a positive event for us. Um, he ended up with five deaths on the Azir, one five and ten, but crucial ults, and we know he can play this champ really well. So I like yeah. I don't know. I feel like I want him on that pick and I think it's another great pick from him. I don't care if he died five times on it. Yeah. I think it's a great pick. Do you remember how he cut through bot lane? Yes. And, and oh set up a gosh. double scoop? Yeah. yeah. He jumped two it, walls. Yeah. It was nasty, man. He's, he's good with that champ. Yeah. So, again, problematic for, for other, other players. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do against him? Um, he... So if you if you go back to game two, he was really like the thing that allowed us to hang on mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in, in many ways. One, again, being the one not... Th- and this may actually be a thing now I talk about. But we, maybe we can file this under, this might be a thing, <laughs> right? That take of the day. Yeah. But it feels like when we, when we start to go down, I don't feel like he gives over deaths very often. It's like a lot of the time, like the Golden Guardians game where he's like, he's died two times even though the team's getting curbed. Yeah. You know, and and in that game too, in the game two, it was a little rough and, you know, he gave over one death. Mm. He made the TP play. Yeah. With someday yep. kind of mid that basically won the game. Yeah. 
finished it. That was a da- the dagger. Yeah. After after the really nice space. Okay. T- time for me to come clean. When they was it a was it a fight around dragon that they won that they mopped us up? I think they got yeah. four Berserker kills and then one was yep. delayed, and then they they went up top and just started slamming down mid. I went to the next game. Oh. <laughs> I went to the next game. I was I was like, gosh dang it! All right. <laughs> game three here we go and i turned it on and i see the score was oh my god two oh and i was like excuse me <laughs> yeah i just assumed we lost that game that's great so i turned it back on and watched it. i was like huh yeah okay i didn't expect that base defense and i definitely didn't expect tp play to just win it yeah the, the kind of crazy thing about that base defense was it wasn't like it was insane heroics you know like there was not yeah. a singular play in that defense that made you say like, ha, I, you know, not so Foiled easily, again. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it just like, oh, I guess the turret's going to kill him and cool, you know? Um, well, and BC pointed out closer sold mob, oh, whatever that's a to play. buy GA. Yeah. That's a good play. Okay. Okay. I take it back, but you know, like mechanically speaking. Like it wasn't like a someday under turret gets yeah. a, a double kill you. kind I'm of thing. Um, obviously, still good play, but I think it was a little bit of C nine feeling the pressure to we got to try to close this. Isn't out. it nice to be the team that's making a title contending team feel that way? Yeah, we got to do something. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. you want your opponent to feel like. Uh-huh. It's now or never. You want boys. your opponent to be like, we got to do something <laughs> against these guys, right? <laughs> that is a good sign. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <sighs> um so yeah game two i i just totally thought it was a close shave right it, it, it was a game that i thought we lost well it is the salty um, run back too let's not forget and it was a salty run back which felt good to win again off the salty run back yeah uh i'm I, i'm especially glad that renata went zero and two against us i hope team liquid decides not to play renata because i feel like renata can be very op yeah well especially and like, maybe core got it you know yeah exactly and and you know teams have banned renata against us so so maybe they will just not let it be in play but um but yeah game two kind of close yeah but we were able to to gather it and and make a crucial play and be smart and be in control you know so we did it good for us game three back to stomping and it could have gone a different way do you remember how that game started they first blooded like immediately was it was it level two it was pretty early. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember that one. And then and then Closer pulls off the flash cue oh, yeah. out of their bush into like Pixel. Yep. Well, it wasn't into Pixel, but it was, you know what I mean? That was like so yeah. good. He yeah. dude. Yep. And gets away. Like I so actually not not to toot my horn here, but when he went in that bush, I actually knew he was gonna do that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, he's definitely yeah. gonna like flash back and, and go for the kill. Yeah. But when, when I thought that, and you know what? It reminded me of Fake God that one time on the Renekton, right? In the, in the 1v3, yes. when Fake God was playing for us, yeah. he, he retreated into that top brush and then immediately flashed for the slice and dice on three yeah. right afterwards and turned everything. Yep. That, I like that play flashed in my head. I was like, yep. Here we go. He, I mean, because what is he going to do? He's obviously going to die. Yeah. He's blue He doesn't side have anywhere to go. Into Red Jungle at level three. But he could let him keep pursuing. And fly, you know, so anyway, I saw that happening. But I did not think he was going to get away afterwards. Yeah. It's like, there's, well, he'll just, he'll still die, <laughs> but at least he'll take one down with him. He just walked away like nothing happened yeah. after the kill. Yeah. I don't think he even took any more damage. It was just like, okay, cool. 
<laughs> he played that that dog emote that uh, he kept flashing. I love and that dog emote. I, my favorite was yeah. when they they uh, they did the like the gank part two up in the top lane. Yeah, where they try it doesn't work, and then they're like, you know what? Let's give it another wave. <laughs> Let's, Let's just see what happens. <laughs> and yeah. He's just standing. He's not even in, you know he's in he's in vision with that dog emote. I'm like, oh man, that's got to yeah, get yeah. in their head. That's good. He is a a wild right. man. But I mean that did a lot to save that game for us, right? Because yeah. that was a that was a rough start, and it could have it could have snowballed a bit from that point. Um, but closer just does lease in things. Uh, what are you gonna do? And the other player I wanted to call out from this game, we already talked about Abadaga's ults um, being very solid, and we talked about FBI popping off like crazy in this game too on the Lucian. Freaking who he. Mm-hmm. made the volibear pick like worthless oh my god did you notice this yes how many times did blabber ult in only to be interrupted by the who heal well he didn't ult in but he, and, he and, did his little bear did the little dive thing whatever bear gallop no no, no he would like he or like there, there were times when he ulted there were times mm-hmm. when he he like flashed for the stun mm-hmm. and who he just yeah. knocks him up with the ult, like who he sees it coming and it totally ruined the play. Yeah. You know, he he did that like three times. Yeah. It's a really game. good counter. It's a really effective counter it, against Volgar. And the thing with the counter, though, is you have to do it early. You have to see the play happen. Yeah. Because there's that bit of time, you know, before the ult actually takes a, a effect. And, dude, who he, like, I felt like if I was Blabber, I would have I would have just attributed that to who he just ruining me with his pick. Oh yeah, I mean there is that. I think the best representation of that it was a pretty late game fight. Maybe it was the last fight. I can't remember, but it's mid, and uh, Blabber is doing his bear gallop right into our team as he <laughs> as he does, and he gets hit as with the wave, does. and then he reconsiders. And he's like, I should leave. I should get out of here. And this is for me when I talked about this a, a couple weeks ago. Why I don't love Volibear? It's this play exactly. It's Blabber running in. Best player on your team, arguably, Blabber, because Summit certainly is not that for this series. <laughs> There's, you know, like you need Blabber to have a game if you want to win a game three and, and keep this thing alive. He runs in, he gets waved, he turns around, ults out, Cole, your favorite move, the, the Volibear ult oh away, gosh. and then gets killed. And gets, I think he gets shot by Lucian. So it's like his, his entire contribution to that was soaking probably 2,000 damage. You know, like he tanked it in a death and died and he did zero damage. So it's just completely neutralized blabber. Um, and this was the end of the game towards the end of the game. Um, so super well played by who he he had his number. It's kind of like it, it It felt as effective a counter as when you have an Alistair and you, the Alistair's job is to <laughs> is to neutralize the smite fight. And so Alistair's just like. Yeah, in a bush by Baron doing nothing, you know. And then the jungler tries to come up, and he headbutts him out. And it's like best Alistair in the world. This dude can't miss. <laughs> he is unstoppable. But yeah. you know, it's like he had a job and he did it flawlessly, and uh, it looked great. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't want to see his pick by Baron. I don't either. Uh, Not when in our unless next, they delete Lee series. Sin and the other couple of champions he's really good at. You know. Doesn't seem likely. All of the other champions he's good at. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So I, you know, it just it felt good, oh. man. It felt. Sorry. On the topic oh, did of you Hootie, have something else. <clears throat> his game won, by the way. So I 
I had no idea that this was the play when you have a Nautilus, but that that level one was so brilliant. Love that. Oh yeah, just the full you, run it down mid, and then he misses first hook, and then I I just have to call out. Yeah, he missed the first hook. You know whatever, and it didn't matter. He just he flashed, flashed for the root again. He got the kill. He got it done. Um, the uh the fact that he ended up with a bounty and like kill leader on our team. <laughs> Game yeah Look, not ideal okay not ideal but felt like a little bit of a statement against the team that that um or i guess max specifically who described his play style as inting you know it's like not only am i not inting i'm actually killing all of your players <laughs> like i am collecting okay. kills do you want a fun stat yes i do on this topic i do who he finished with more kills than the totality of c9 in that game <laughs> <laughs> c9 finished game one with three kills and who he had four yeah so there you go there's your uh your inting support <laughs> i didn't i didn't have that prepared just as you're saying it i was just looking at the kdas and i'm like wait a minute yeah so i love that i love that for him i'm glad that happened uh he he is he's doing good stuff man <laughs> yeah yeah it was good it was, it was very good now who he had a rougher game in in game two but it's kind of like Nautilus is one of those things where if your team's losing, like it looks bad for Nautilus. Like every time. Mm-hmm. Poor stunt. Yes. Shout out to stunt. Yep. He's always in your tenure with Hunter Thieves. But when your team's losing, it always looks bad, right? Yeah. Like even if you it's pull just off. a melee go in, get involved champion. <laughs> yeah. So if you're weak, it's just like okay. You pull cool. off a great engage and you've just invited all of the uh Fed champions closer to your team. Right. Like, Thanks. You know. <laughs> okay anyway um good game good series good series good stuff here's a question yeah for you considering the what happened in this series now that playoffs is happening and now that like the real things are coming out did we even reveal anything no did we even use anything <laughs> we showed that we have this? a lucianami still that's it that's it we have lucian i'm trying to think we can play orn we sh- yeah, we did. We did show. You know, don't forget about someday weak side. Not that people would forget about that. Yeah. Um. Maybe having the Zaya out is kind of like. Yeah. All right. You know. But like, I think, how did that? You like, know, did it, he play that just once? or Was that he, twice? He played it in regular season, as well. I want to say it was against Dig. That must be what I'm thinking. Yeah, he played in the Dignitas game. Zaya's coming back in, and then had a. Re- I don't yeah. love Zaya. He only went one one and six on. Yeah, it. exactly. Like here, here's the thing. Did we show anything? Literally nothing in game one. Orn, Leeson, Victor, Zaya, Nautilus. Very yeah. standard you right. know, power picks. Orn, Leeson, Victor, Ophelios, Nautilus in game two. So still nothing. And then game three is, is the slight variation. And it's just the Lucianami, which is a meta. Just the remind, which is a known lane. It's a known lane. It's meta. It's a lane that we've played. And, but yeah. the bad news for people is they can play it and it's, it's dominant, right? Like you can take over a game. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Oh, oh no, I guess is the thing you're taking from that. Um, apparently, by the way, chat, let me know. Papa Smithy said on Hotline Lee, we didn't really reveal much besides the Lucianami. And he implied that it was a fun pick from FBI. Well, it was fun for me too. Um, but we, yeah, I have, I've only listened to just a brief couple of things from Hotline League segment because it wasn't uploaded in podcast form in a timely matter. So, you know, Travis, if you're listening, man, just put it out right away. You don't edit it anyway. <laughs> Um, I'm going to step away really quick. I'll be right back. Okay, no problem. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I totally agree with that thought. Like, I don't think we really revealed anything, which is really good to eliminate. Oh, I'll put NFT Jordan up for the, there we go. Which is really good to do if you are in, um, a series against what is supposed to be a tough opponent. Right. Um, we theoretically could only play like, I think we can only play three series and win the whole thing. Right. So it's like you get through one. Oh, Jordan's back already. Wow. You get through one of, of the potentially three series on your way to winning the title and you don't have to give a single strat out. You only have two opponents left, you know? Yeah. They can only prepare for you one at a time. So I, I it's like, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. We had our first blue, blue side game in a very long time. Uh, so it, that was hilarious that we actually like stomped again when we're back on blue side. Yeah. I, yeah, it just doesn't feel like we gave away anything. Maybe if they force if I don't, I don't know what the rules is, what the rules are on who picks sides, select and everything. Cause it's like, maybe there was a world where we play blue side twice. And then it's like, you can figure some things out about how we're drafting when we're playing blue side. But yeah, it's just like, no, we got through a tough opponent without anything. What, what a perfect way to start, <laughs> to start the playoff. Yeah. Now. Right. It, hard to uh, think of a better position to be in after this. Um, just, you know, when you think about those couple of things together. I think it's really interesting, yeah. actually, that they banned Zaya in game two. I, I wouldn't have looked at that as the primary. Like, th- they did the salty run back. They left everything else up, but they banned Zaya. I didn't feel like that was the biggest issue. Um, Maybe it's because they are trying to get on top of chance with the engage and she has the ult. Yeah, it could be. To go untargetable. Okay, yeah. Right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like we, you know, we just haven't shown our cards really. Um, and we are now like assuming we win both, we're like two series away from winning the whole thing. So hmm. yeah, not, not bad. Um, are you feeling, I, I'm guessing you feel the same way as me on this question, but I'll just toss it out in case there's any debate to be had. Are 100T the LCS favorites after this weekend now? Uh, yeah, I think right now, right? It, you, you think about TL, right? Coming in as the one seed, having a really tough time with EG, uh, going all five games. You know, I think you... The, the nuance to this will be, is EG peaking? Is C9 slumping? And is yeah. that the reason that these series looked the way they did? Or is that contributing? How, how do they weigh? Yeah, yeah, is that contributing to it? I think it's possible, right? Um, Can I weigh in yeah, on yeah, those? Yeah, please. So, I, obviously, as I said earlier, I do think C9 slumping. So, I, I think that does have the potential to mitigate what we look like. However, no one was, basically no one was expecting 3-0 from us on C9. And people, I think, still see C9 as having like an immense amount of talent. So I think we come out positive there, all said and done. But with EG, I feel like people underrate EG. Yeah. I watched them play us, and I was like, wow, we really had to like sweat through that game. 
And the thing with EG is, in my opinion, they they lose because their young dudes sometimes just like can't get the job done. Yeah. Right. Which I think is totally normal. But mm-hmm. like JoJo, especially, I wouldn't say Danny very much. Though honestly, sometimes Danny does surprise me and kind of like gives away some things in the late game. Um, I still think he's a freaking monster and I don't want to ever see him, but, uh, but Jojo, I, I feel like Jojo, like he will play so well for like 20 minutes. Mm. And then after that, it's like, he doesn't know how to win beyond there. Um, and I, so for me, EG has a ton of talent and that talent is going to learn eventually how to pull it off. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to learn how to win in those situations. Um, that's what experience gets you. But I, yeah, that's right. But I think like people underestimate how, how well they play, you know, and how, how much you do have to sweat out wins against them. So to me, it's like, it's not necessarily that team liquid played very badly because I don't think they did. Mm -hmm. Obviously they still won the series. Um, I just think people don't give EG enough credit for, being a challenging team to play, especially in a series. So yeah, I, uh, so it's not that it's not that it's like, Oh, well like C9 got trashed and then TL. Oh man, they struggled to beat a bad team for me. It's C9 slumping and they did get curbed by us. Yep. And team liquid actually is still pretty dang good. And EG challenged them because EG is good. Right. Uh, I still have us, man. I still have us as the favorite, though. Yeah. So all of that said and done, it's just what I keep saying. The form of our players. Like, if we play as well as we, you know, are showing right now, if we keep that up, I don't care if they've got Core JJ. (laughs) Like, they had Core JJ last year. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They had Alfari last year. It didn't matter. Yeah. Well, and I think to that point as well, you think about their points of, Strength, right? Top lane. Okay. Summit. You know, that's, those are things that we have shown we have a way to prepare for. Now, what I don't, I don't think that means we're going to necessarily put Bwipo through the summit treatment. Um, but, you know, I do anticipate that it means that we have a plan for how to contain the things that make them really good. Yeah. And we haven't shown anything yet. So, yeah. Um, let me ask you one more question then before we move on to listener takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and, and I alluded to this earlier and teased that we would revisit this. Say we just never win again this, this playoffs. Okay. Okay. We go to Ever. Houston and we lose. Then we lose again. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess we would have to, we would lose this upcoming weekend and then lose in Houston is how that would play out. How much do you care that we don't win the title in that scenario? It, are, are you focusing on the manner in which we lose it or the, just the fact that we lose it? No, the fact that we lose. I, it's, like, <clears throat> it's like how much does winning now mean versus not winning for your perceptions of the team for the, for the totality of 2022? I think that um, I haven't thought a ton about this. This is going to come out a little bit um, unpolished, but here's what I'll say. 
Jordan's not even imagining a scenario where we don't. <laughs> I like it. I think that uh, I would feel much more disappointment to not win summer. It's weird. This is weird. It's a good question because it's really making me think about this. I don't know that I'm in a place where I feel like the only thing that success looks like is another banner. Be, you know, and it's, I think that's a fine place for us to be. And the team talks about that a lot. And you know, you made no changes. You brought the team back. You're the defending champions. The expectations are that you win again. Right. Um, right. I don't know if that's my own personal bar. And I don't know why that is necessarily it, because, you know, I recognize that, you know, if we don't win now, it's not going to get easier to win. Um, True. I agree with that fully. And, but I think that for me, like the, the, the now timeline is a little bit more calibrated to season than split. So I think that my answer is I would feel a, a greater sense of disappointment if we ended the season without winning. And certainly, you know, the, the good news is there, there's always world spots to play for as well, right? So it's, it's not, you know, the end of the LCS season in summer doesn't mean that your team is done necessarily if you accomplish mm -hmm. that uh, goal. So that, I think that's my answer. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but I think that's where I'm at. Well, I think what you're saying is you don't super care about whether we win spring or not so long as um, we are in world's spot contention like securing worlds is more think, like meaningful. I think so. To you. Is that because okay. we, so I just got to say this. I know that you've talked a lot about the value of winning a domestic title before turning your entire focus to worlds or international play. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I recognize that I feel a sense of conflict about that. Cause I feel like I could be going counter to yeah. that in some ways. Here's the thing though. Remember, I said winning the domestic title at that point was the most important thing. Yeah. I, I thought so because, you know, Is this competing, winning, yeah. winning worlds, even, even seeing us beat EDG, winning worlds still feels like pipe dream territory yeah. Yeah. for NA. Yes. Uh, and there's a million reasons why. And, mo you know, everybody's versed in those. But, uh, at, so at the time it was like, that's why winning an LCS title is like, all right, we're legit. We're established. You have to take us seriously. We matter in the conversations, you know, cause like you get those three teams, you get C9 team liquid and TSM acting like no one else matters. Right. right? And, and that was what drove me insane because yeah. we were spending money. We were doing things right. We made obviously made a big impact culturally, mm -hmm. you know, with, within things, all we were missing was the title to be taken fully seriously. And did not be the hoodie org anymore. Right. 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 So we got that. Yep. Um, now I expect us to be in contention for titles. Yep. I don't expect us to win every time. Okay. But I, I expect us to be up there. I come down on this question. Like I give a narrow edge to no, it's not so critical mm -hmm. to win this, this spring title for me. Like, if we flame out after this, so the trajectory would be like losing to TL and then losing to, you know, like C9 or EG. Who else would it be? EG again? Most likely. Yeah. 
Okay, I mean, so it, it's, it, we're it's discounting like, the two I, other teams in playoffs, but odds are. It, it, imagine losing to C9 again, which I, I would need to look at the, the bracket to verify it would play out. But just it, say we say that was the scenario and we lost C9 in the second series that we played again. It's like, okay, but we stomped them in the first one and whatever. It's disappointing, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. My day, my, my, my year is not ruined. Right. Um, the other thing about it is MSI because getting MSI is the double-edged sword. It's cool because, Hey, you're like the representative for NA. You get those international, um, games, the, the international scrim experience, right? At the same time, this is a team where the players were like, Hey, we kind of want to take it a bit more easy. Mm-hmm. And MSI does not allow you to do that. Right. And, and we've seen over and over again, teams that go to MSI slump mm-hmm. starting out the following split. Right. Important. Maybe split. though, yeah. maybe, yeah, it's an important, <laughs> maybe slumping wouldn't matter too much if we can round back into form. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, yeah. but I think it's like a, a complicated and nuanced evaluation that you have to make about MSI and where you come down in that math could possibly flip that answer for you because mm-hmm. like all right if if you come down to where like the scrims international games are going to mean a whole lot to the players and their development trajectory maybe it is very important to win this right if the the rest and it, you know if the rest is important to the players and if they have a level of confidence where they're not going to be down because they didn't win the title and they're like, they know they can still compete on a world's level later. It might be, it might be good to miss Yeah. <laughs> in some way. Now, no player ever wants to lose, yeah. right? They're going to go out there and try and win and cool. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, <clears throat> we have a good chance of doing so. Yeah. But I think like seeing the team round into this form is like, all right, we've got, we've got it in the tank. Uh, it's, it's possible even when we slump, we know we can get back to this spot. I'm kind of good. Yeah. I'm kind of good. I think I hope we win. Yeah. But I'm kind of good if we don't. Right. I think that the thing that you said that really made a lot of sense to me was the expectation now is that we're competing for the title. And I think that it, you know, if, if your only version of, feeling satisfied with a, a splits effort is to hang another banner, then you should be prepared to feel disappointment a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a good recalibration now that we've got our first banner. You know, what does that look like moving forward is let's be, let's, we need to make sure that we do not again, start to lose relevancy, which feels. Yeah. That's, that's what I don't yeah. want. And so I feel like we've done enough to really like earn that. Where you know it's like where we have the relevancy, so it's kind of like, yep, you know, we don't need to. If we lose this, I don't think people are gonna be like, "See, Hundred Thieves sucks." Right? They're just bad. Yeah. You know, I don't think we we enter that territory. Oh, something popped up. Sorry, I don't think we we enter that territory. Um, so I'm not super concerned. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go to listener questions. By the way, Knox shouting out that Hundred uh, Thieves Academy is 2-0 over CLG Academy right now. So nice. shout out to the Academy boys. Everyone can tell Kelsey I mentioned something about Academy on this podcast. Please leave me alone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> listener takes. Starting with our old friend, Glenn Taylor. 
He said, Hunter T had to show nothing and win. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And even if C9 was boomed, they affirmed in game three that bot is still a viable win condition. There you go. And it no, so this is the important mm-hmm. part, right? Yeah. It no longer has to be a please carry someday draft. Yes. That is what's important. We were back to all ways to play the game. Do you remember midseason? It was like, Kind of sucks to have to like prove this one way to win the game and rely on that. Yeah. It would be nice going back to we can win in multiple ways. And now, lo and behold, here's, we can. Here's what it was, Cole. We had the, the, the break for everybody on the team except for two people. And you know who those two people were? Someday and Tenacity. They were dueling <laughs> every, every week to see who would be the starter someday trying hard, carrying, you know, keeping the team on his back until he said, oh, you're all here. Great. I'll play Orn. <laughs> you guys do the rest. Yeah. Um, oh, my Josh five says, I actually think we have a good shot at winning as long as the meta doesn't dramatically change in two weeks, which no reason to believe it will since we're playing on this patch for playoffs. Um, we only showed two. He said, we really only showed two compositions. Now Lucianami is viable. Check. We talked about that. TL was pushed to game five, showing a ton and susceptible to aggression. That, that was one of the takes on Hotline League mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the thought that they are susceptible to aggression because it doesn't seem like they're drafting to care about the early game. Yeah. I don't know. But he says, we still have the element of surprise. And I think that that's key. So, Team Liquid is probably the most like quote sound team to beat, right? They're they're the they're the team where it's like, all right, like they're not gonna make many mistakes. They're gonna play standard League of Legends really well. Like they're gonna force you to like beat them before they get too powerful. Yeah. Right? Right. Before they're inevitable. And so I do think the element of surprise is a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we have prepared. Yeah. It could be that we have some sick stuff ready to go. It could be that we don't, and we're just like, no, we're just good, so we're going to play our game. Yeah, I don't know. But if we do have some cool stuff locked and loaded, then I definitely think that plays advantageously to us. Yep. <clears throat> um, but I do think Team Liquid certainly going to be a tougher opponent than uh, C9 was. Agreed. So. Um, JC101, because of course, mm-hmm. of course we have a JC101 He is take. inevitable, yeah. Maybe that should, maybe we should call this just jc 101 like <laughs> taking you to school with yeah, JC, yeah, jc listener takes his he says he doesn't have a hot take he has a picante take. Ooh, i like that okay 100t is going to drop only one game for the rest of playoffs the rest of playoffs all the way to the trophy Ooh, okay that's picante all the way to the trophy yeah so that's two more series as we mentioned one would be against team liquid the second would be against Team Liquid. Okay. So, <clears throat> where do you you go first? I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking he didn't he didn't specify for us where this one game is going to come from. No, just said we're going to drop only one. All right, I'm going to say. Um, I mean, he's he's calling that we win it, so I won't I won't weigh in on that yet because that would be getting ahead of ourselves on the agenda here. <laughs> um. That's a, that's a, it's saying a lot. 
basically what he's asserting is that whether this series or the next series, we have so many different things ready and we're so much better that they are only going to manage to beat us once. I would be surprised. How would you feel? What's your, what's your thought? No. I, so right now I do feel like we're, we're favorites to win. Yeah. As I said, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure it's going to be that easy. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got, honestly, we got kind of lucky in game two against C9. I think, I think we've got some room to get better though. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to take the over here. Yeah, I, th- I think we over. will lose more than one game. Yeah, I will too. Yeah. But JC will be a legend if he's, <laughs> if he's correct. Yes, he will. Um, <clears throat> it's rocket has a, has a series of questions. He has a three piece, the three course meal of questions. <laughs> one, where is LS? Oh, LOL. He's watching the games. LOL. He's from home. Yeah. As Jordan predicted. Uh, question two. <laughs> Do these last few weeks confirm that the team were a little, quote, chilling during the first half of the split, like Mithy said? So, so this is the, the answer we were given from Mithy, and then it was, uh, was reaffirmed by both Papa Smithy and Reaper. And I think even the players said some things along those lines too. Uh, when there's agreement across like mm-hmm. the whole thing, it's either the truth or a, like, this is the, the talking point for us. Yeah. I think they were telling the truth. I do. Yeah. And clearly the results support that we're in the right place now. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's weird about this is that it's been so like, I mean, obviously in hotline league, it came up, but it hasn't really been talked about much. I think we have talked about it more than anyone else. Yeah. Um, like broadcast. Because it was yet. first mentioned in the, the Mithy interview was criminal, criminally under like viewed. Yeah. Right. So I don't think that message really got out. I haven't heard any of the analysts until this last hotline league episode. I haven't heard anybody talking about this mm-hmm. and it's been out there for a few weeks. So I thought that was weird because I felt like if it was, if it's for sure a thing, then the analysts would have been talking about it. But honestly, kind of feels like they just aren't paying as much attention to Hunter Thieves. I mean, remember how surprised they were that we all felt that someday was a stronger MVP candidate for regular season than closer? <laughs> yeah. We all seem to very much agree on, on that. Right. And, you know, despite closer right now, obviously being, being the, the bigger piece, I think right now, carrying more mm-hmm. for us for the regular split. You know, it's just like if you're paying attention, I don't think that was surprising. So... I don't know. Maybe they're just not giving us enough credence. Could be. But that, that, all that said, I, I do think that that's legit. Like, I, I think that it is what happened. It's kind of a weird thing to make up if it's not true. Yeah. And so, well, and because I don't know, you don't want to, you don't want to have a line that's like potentially looks bad on your players. Yeah. Right. So, and um, the, the one thing I'll add is, we don't really know what that means exactly, right? It, so w- it's hard to say like, oh yeah, that makes total I, Papa sense. Papa Smithy gave a couple concrete examples on Hotline League. Right. But it, One of them being like who he asked if he could like go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And how can they work that into the schedule? Right. You know? Which, so. you know, feels pretty... That doesn't... There's a version of this where it's like, we, we took Wednesdays off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like... So, um, I don't, I don't really know. 
it's kind of innocuous, right? It's, yeah. It's hard to say if that's what was behind this because we don't know what it was. But clearly, it's something that the team's talking about and that there are, there are actual examples. So did it happen? It seems signs point to yes. That's what I'll say. Eight ball Jordan says signs point yeah. to yes. And the final question from Vince Rocket, which, by the way, don't do three questions. <laughs> don't do three questions. Uh, one was a joke question. Actually, the third is kind of a joke question, too. This is why we allow it. Um, question three, are we winning MSI? Mm. Okay. Uh, I've heard that T1's pretty good this year. But that was all the substitutes. <laughs> yeah, we're not winning MSI, in my opinion. And that's totally fine, yeah, too. that's fine. We don't have to do that. Yep. Imagine if we did, but we're not. So, uh, moving on. Let's call him Gabe says, Viego is going to run the series. And I, he doesn't mean that necessarily, as, as I'm reading this, he doesn't mean that necessarily is for us. Mm. He's saying, like, that's the, the crux of the matter. He says, very interested to see both teams answer him but more worried for Team Liquid since they must have Viego PTSD. <laughs> it's a new batch of players, but still, still trembling <laughs> at the thought. Yeah, the, uh, the institutional memory is too strong. They're, they're very worried about it. They probably have like a thing where you can't say Viego inside the TL alien yeah. house, whatever they call it. It's, it's, on, it's filtered out. It's on the ban list. Yeah. <laughs> um. I do think we're, we're I, I think that the observation that Viego may be a champion contention between the two, I, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and Santorin, I think, like, he's had a couple really nice looking Viego things. He ain't closer, though. Nope. He ain't closer. He's not. Um, Bamatide88 asks, why did Illinois play so badly in the college basketball tournament? Because we always do. <laughs> Thank you for your take. <laughs> uh, at least we made it past the first round, Alabama fan. Ooh. Uh, Nick Moore said, how much Lil Nas X do I have to blast to win the split? More, just a bit more than you currently are, is my answer. <laughs> it never hurts just to do just turn a it up bit, a little bit. A bit more. Yeah, everybody go back and watch that yeah. video. It's like, it's like a morning prayer for 100 Thieves fans. That's right. right. Just put it on. Um, and then one final thing from Real Connection, who, I'm going to mention this, like every time Real Connection comes up now, because of his championship aura tweet, which is like the funniest thing to me right now. I just love this theory that there's only enough championship aura for one team at a time within 100 Thieves. Oh, Clearly, it's been fully donated to the LCS team. But um, I don't even remember what the take was last week from Real Connection, but he said, since the dads deemed my take trash last week, <laughs> I'm here to redeem oh, myself. No. Someday we'll revert back to a support champ role for the rest of playoffs because the rest of the team is back in form similar to last season. We won't see another split push champ. Do we think that's going to happen? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, I'll go first and I'm going to do a, a lighter response so you can get the fuller one if you'd like. Um, I think it's an interesting idea because uh, let's assume we're playing against Whippo. I think one of the really good ways to, as we've seen, neutralize some of these top lane bullies is just to play something that can soak it all up and kind of shrug it off um i mean that that strategy worked very well against c9 um i i have full confidence we could still see someday on any one of the myriad of of carry champs he's played so but i think strategically it's an interesting idea uh because you can't really prepare for an orn um meaning like how do you punish it good luck it's very hard to punish 
Well, um, the thing is, we know that we are gonna we're gonna have one series against Team Liquid. Yep. And Bwipo is weird. Bwipo will play weird stuff, and I don't think you can like necessarily plan for what he's gonna play. So I actually don't think we're gonna see it. I think someday he's going to play something like more dominating like a counter in uh, a counter. in this series. Yeah. yeah. Could be. I do. We've saved counter pick for him a lot this split. Like if he rolls an AD, we'll see a malfight, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I think I think there's Bwipo's probably gonna pull out something weird and someday may like answer with like uh, no, this is my territory champ. So <laughs> I, I don't think we're gonna see him just on that for the rest of the playoffs, but I do think we're gonna see more of it in the playoffs than we saw during the split. So I don't think that takes all the way wrong. Well, and just to add a little bit more, I mean, we <laughs> saw the value of the Orn in the team fights. We saw the value of the Orn in the yes. item upgrades, right? When you're when the rest of your team, when the entire rest of your team is popping off, what better than to give them that little boost of AD, right. AD you know? And we we saw him doing someday things again with foiling multiplayer dives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like they commit a lot to him and he just doesn't seem to die very often. And the TP behind in bot lane, the TP behind the orn horn to kill one player, then the headbutt to completely blow up another into the wall. Like is that t- you're telling me that's a supportive champ? The thing of beauty, my friend. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that'll do it for listener takes this week. Jordan, we have to make predictions for next week. Oh, good. But all we've got is scrims <laughs> because we don't have to play. Wait, we're not playing this weekend? We're not playing this weekend. We're playing this, not this. What is it? The 16th versus Team Liquid, something like that. Mm. Let me look really quick. Um, but yeah, we have this upcoming weekend off. Oh, because it's the two lower bracket matchups. Yeah, Saturday, April 16th is our next, uh, is our next matchup. Okay. So, uh, here's the thing i don't i don't we'll probably not do a podcast next week so because scrim, of that podcast let's, scrims. <laughs> okay let's just cast scrims let's <laughs> see if they want us to do that uh let's t- let's in in lieu of that then let's quickly talk about the two-week break for our team and then predict on the series yep. itself so uh if you guys miss so jlxp all jlxp is a great podcast yes. right i'm always talking about what's on there um, one of the things Jat mentioned is that the way it worked uh, for him last year was that because of the condensed nature of the split, if you guys remember, they sped up the split to like six weeks or something. Yeah. Um, and they had three games a week. Yeah, that's right. He actually said the two weeks between their, you know, they, they had the comparable scenario. And in their two weeks, they got basically another full season's worth of scrims in that time. Wow. Cause he did the math and he was like, it's virtually like the same amount of scrims. Cause they, they had, you know, 14 days to run right. blocks. Yeah. And usually, you know, you just don't have that. You have three days of scrims in the, in that schedule. Now you have four days of scrims in the, in the current schedule, but still the point is potential for a lot of practice. Yep. And think about where we were at the beginning of this split and where we got to by week seven, and if we have like a comparable amount of scrims in this period, plus time to watch Mad Lions VODs, <laughs> we, could pot- we could potentially get up into that 
you know, that extra headroom area I was talking about for this team. Um, do you think we're going to come out stronger or do you think there's a potential to lose the edge because we're not playing as many games? I think we come out stronger. Um, it's more time for us to get comfy with this patch. Um, you know, more time to develop things that no one has seen and that didn't have to be shown against C9. So I think we will, I think the scrim time will be good. Yeah. I like the edge of playing games. I do really like it. Um, but I don't think we need to like, well, TL's not playing games either, right? Yeah, that's right. But I, I expect them to have a good, you know, a good schedule. The problem is we can't scrim them. And I don't know if we would scrim C9 because they, we potentially play yeah. them again. So I think our scrims would be against teams that are already eliminated or even Academy teams. So yeah, tough scrim. I do worry about the quality of the, the practice. Right. But the other thing is like, you know, maybe the players getting a little bit of a break also from games is a good thing. I don't know. I, I don't know if the philosophy is that they slam this really hard. Yeah. Maybe someone can ask Papa Smithy that the next time we have an opportunity. I don't know if they slam scrim super hard or if they, you know, just kind of like have a, a more normal schedule. Um, but it's a lot of time to make plans and that's what's good especially against a game, uh, a team like team liquid who tends to play more standard, more predictable. Mm -hmm. So I, I think for sure it's going to be a good thing for us. Yep. Meaning that when we play team liquid on April the 16th, how are we going to do? Uh, we're going to win Cole. We're going to win C9 or I'm just so used to saying we're going to win against C9. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, it's been, been a lot recently. <laughs> we're gonna beat TL, and it's gonna be drum roll, please. 3 1. I didn't even 3 wait. 1. That was a good drum roll. It's gonna be 3 1. And here's why. Um, I gave, I, I feel more confident in our players at this point. The trajectory continues to be upwards, so I'm gonna factor that in. I think the scrim time helps. I think the fact that we have the element of surprise helps. I think the fact that, um, you know, that those are the things. Those are the facts. And so that, you know, I think I'm going to give, like, I think TL's good for sure. But I think we're better uh, as we have been in the past. And I think that we will um, have enough to show that we'll drop a game, but win three. Something you didn't mention that I think is vitally important to predicting the outcome of this series mm. is that 100 Thieves in this iteration has a proven track record of banning zillion Ooh, <laughs> there you go can't lose we're gonna win mm. i think it's gonna be i also am gonna predict three one oh, so we're gonna nice. be in harmony again yes. three one hundred thieves wins and moves on to the final the final final can't wait man it's 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 a great series you know i've I've heard that it's a real fun one to watch. We do, we play some good League of Legends at the final final. Yeah. Um, I think for me, as I, I kind of alluded to earlier, I think Bupo is going to be the X factor, mm -hmm. but I think we're going to be sufficiently prepared and we're sufficiently good to handle it. I know Core JJ is Core JJ. That's always going to be the case. Bjergsen's Bjergsen. But, and Bjergsen's Bjergsen, but 
we are hundred thieves and that's the problem for them. Yeah. So I think there, the, the chance for team liquid to win is if Whippo just has the monster series on his weird stuff, which I just don't think is going to happen. So that's why I'm going with hundred thieves. And the good news is even if we lose, we don't lose. We have another life. It's, it's like, even when we win, he wins. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, we've, we've got to continue to use. So yep. I'm kind of cool with it. And then we'll be in Houston and Jordan, will we be in Houston? Who knows? We haven't really talked about it. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. It's getting a little late to make plays, but we'll, <laughs> we'll have to figure that one out. Um, <laughs> you're playing rebirth. Well, that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We're playing. Re- yeah. Resurgence. Yeah. Resurgence. Resurge. Yeah. Our thesis resurgence. Okay, so yeah, that'll do it. Um, more, I alluded on the arcane stream to an upcoming, an interesting stream. Still waiting um, to find out what's going to happen on that, but I think maybe it'll take the place of the pod next week. Oh, that's good. So yeah. I think I think within ten days we will have done this stream. So more details on that uh, as soon as we can. And then uh, I am not hundred percent sure we're doing rec league this week. Um, so we'll, we'll play that by ear, but, uh, if we are, we look forward to seeing you there. If we, it's coming up soon, today's Tuesday. So it would, it would be, yeah, we'll let you know as soon as we can. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's going to do it for us on the pod. Congratulations to the boys at hundred thieves, the boys behind the boys at hundred thieves and to the fans for being loyal. Yeah. This is the reward. We get to win now. This is the reward. That's right. Yeah always feels good to beat c9 and uh and this time sandwich doesn't even have to give 100 100 steps because it's not a surprise anymore. <laughs> guys as always we love you and we miss you already take care All I ever asked is one